You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. This latest edition of Junk Being the Gun is locked and loaded. It is powered by Patterson Square Garden, along with Daniel. I'm D. Gun. And we are approaching week number 13 in the National Football League. And as we always do, we go back before we go forward. And I can sit here and gloat because Daniel had a horrible week 12. Isn't that right, Mr. Daniel? Oh, it was a a terrible week. I mean, I had some calls. I, I was glad I was able to predict the Cowboys losing to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. But man, rough week. I went six and nine. You went nine and six, so congratulations to you Boom. on the win this week. Well, thank you, thank you. I accept my awards uh, humbly. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so we got that out of the way. I can gloat at least for another week. And now we approach week number 13, and we kick it off with who? We got the Cowboys at, at the Saints. The Cowboys and the Saints both playing back-to-back Thursday games with Thanksgiving last week. Uh, the Cowboys are, are the four-and-a-half-point favorite in New Orleans. Wow. Cowboys lost uh, two games in the span of four days. Everybody loves that outside of Cowboys Nation. Uh, You know, this Cowboys team uh, on that Thanksgiving Day game against the Raiders only ran the ball for 64 yards. We know the Cowboys, we understand they have a lot of passing weapons, but they didn't have Amari Cooper uh, for that game. They didn't have CeeDee Lamb on that Thanksgiving Day game. Amari Cooper is coming back for this game on Thursday night. Uh, the, The Cowboys need to get that running game going. They set a franchise record with 14 penalties for 166 yards. So, obviously, the penalties played into that loss against the Raiders. The Saints are right now a hot mess. Trevor Simeon, obviously, is not the answer. There's rumors um, that uh, Taysom Hill could be a starting quarterback for the upcoming game. Um, I don't know. Four and a half points. You know, Dallas going to New Orleans. Sean Payton's team is ticked off right now. Uh, I got to go with the Cowboys, though. I think this is the week the Cowboys bounce back. I set you (laughs) up. I set you up again. As much as I would love to take the Saints, I I don't love what I'm seeing from Trevor Simeon, and I don't really like what what Taysom Hill brings to the table either. Uh, This Cowboys defense is fast. 
they they were a little undisciplined like, like you said the 14 penalties last week but I think to clean it up a little bit this week I think having Amari Cooper is going to do wonders for that offense as as adding Amari Cooper to any offense would do um, I'm going with the Cowboys here I just don't really like where the Saints are right now next we have the Bucks at the Falcons the Bucks are getting 11 points in Atlanta yeah, Bucks coming off a shootout win against the Colts. Uh, Tom Brady in the, with another uh, down to the wire type performance, and, and his team pulls it out. You know, Bucks ran for 142 yards against the Colts defense. That's not a bad defense at all. They were four for five in the red zone. You let Tom Brady in the red zone, that spells trouble for the opposition. The Atlanta Falcons, ah, eh, they beat the Jaguars. So what? Falcons one game below sea level. They're still very much in the playoff hunt. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're, they're going to stumble their way through the final, um, what, six games six games of their season. Um, so I'm going to take the Bucs with the points on the road here. I think it's an easy an easy pick. Yeah, I agree. I'm also taking the Bucs with the points. What's interesting is, I mean, man, obviously you have Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever. Now you have Leonard Fournette running the way he is. I mean, he, was, he went nuts on Sunday. You, you add a great running game to what's already an almost uh, uh, unstoppable passing attack. This, uh, I mean, the Falcons, we know, all, all, we've known all season. They're not the best. Uh, they're not really doing anything this year. I'm going with the Bucks here with the points. Uh, I'm right there with you. Next, we have the Cardinals at the Bears. The Cardinals are getting eight points in Chicago. Just eight? That's it? Only eight? Cardinals are well-rested coming off a of bye. Uh, you know, Matt Nagy's uh, head is on uh, is on the chopping block right now. He's uh, from what did you hear out of Chicago? Is he's day to day, game to game. You know, the Bears. Well, they snapped a four game, a five game losing streak by beating the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. But then again, everybody beats the Lions except Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, I don't think this. I don't think this is too difficult. The only thing the Bears have in their favor is if it's a cold, uh, wintry. Midwestern type day. Maybe it'll take the Cardinals a little bit longer to thaw out to keep the game close. But in the end, the Cardinals will win this game by eight points or more. Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals with the points. I mean, the Bears just stumbling their way to a win against the Lions. I mean, they had to take it all the way down to the one-yard line and then just kneel the ball. They didn't even want to punch it in at the end. That's how afraid they were of the Lions. I, I, I watched it and laughed, and I was like, man, you really had to like run the clock all the way down against the Lions. Like this is what it has. This is what it comes down to. And I feel like it, it kind of ruined everybody's Thanksgiving. I feel like the whole world wanted the Lions to get that win on on, on uh, Thanksgiving, uh, except for the people in Chicago. But that's not even a uh, that's not a win to be proud of. I'm going with the Cardinals here. I, I think the Bears season is done, and Matt Nagy could be gone, like you said, any day now. Next, we have the Chargers at the Bengals. The Bengals are getting three points in Cincinnati. I'll tell you what, the Bengals put a smackdown on the Steelers. Man, it was embarrassing. I know Mike Tomlin and his crew are seething after being embarrassed by a Bengals team. And it's the first time since 2009 the Bengals have swept the Steelers in a season series. Chargers, I can't figure this team out to save my life. I picked them to beat the Broncos. They turn around and lose by 15 to the Broncos. You know, the Chargers have all the offensive weapons they need, but obviously uh, Denver knew how to play them, held them to 13 points, and the Chargers defense couldn't stop the Broncos' offense. Teddy Bridgewater basically had his way against that Chargers defense. I'm going to take the Bengals at home in this game. I got to go with the Bengals. They're bird dog in Baltimore right now, one game behind Baltimore in the AFC East. I'm going to take the Bengals with the points at home. 
I'm also going to take the Bengals. Now we're going all, all with the same teams here. The so Bengals. The, now the Bengals offense, the, their passing attack, we all know is amazing. Jamar Chase has been great. T. Higgins has been turning it on recently uh, with Joe Burrow. But I think the reason they're going to win this game is because of their running attack and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has been running great all season. And with with a passing attack like that, you can't just load up the box against them. I think the Bengals are just going to run the ball and possess all game against the Chargers. I think it's going to be a long game uh, for L.A. I'm going with the Bengals here with the points also. Next, we have the Vikings at the Lions. The Vikings are getting seven points in Detroit. I wonder how Jared Goff feels right about now playing for a team like Detroit. They could possibly go, well, you get a half win for a tie. They could go a half, 15 and a half, <laughs> and, and one for the season. Something crazy like that. Uh, the Vikings, they're coming off a punishing loss at the hands uh, of the 49ers. And now Dalvin Cook is out with a shoulder injury indefinitely. Uh, the Vikings, this is their bounce back game. Uh, I think the Vikings win this game. It's not going to be an easy game because it is an NFC North game. But uh, Vikings are going to win this game to pull within a, a game of a half game of Green Bay. And they'll be once once this game's over, they'll be three games behind Green Bay in the NFC North. Is this the week, Detroit fans? Is this finally the week you get Go your ahead. win? No. I dare you. Do it. No. Do it. It's not the week. Dalvin Cook being out definitely helps the Lions. Uh, but then you have DeAndre Swift dealing with his shoulder injury. So I'm going with the Vikings here. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are too much for them to deal with. The Lions, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't pick them anymore. It's, they had two golden opportunities this last two, these last two weeks. Weren't able to get the win. And that's not even including the tie that they had. Uh, yeah, give me the Vikings here. I'm done wasting uh, getting taking these L's on the Lions over the last few weeks. Uh, next, we have the Giants at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting four points in Miami. I'm still trying to come to grips with the facts that the Giants scored 13 points and beat the Eagles. They held the Eagles to seven points, although the Eagles shot themselves in the foot. I still can't get over that. But then again, we always talk about how divisional games that can be as unpredictable as anything in the National Football League. And wow, was that Eagles-Giants game an unpredictable game. Uh, the Giants have four wins now. They're only a, a game behind the Eagles. As weird as that sounds, a game's behind the Eagles in the division there. You know, Daniel Jones didn't do a whole lot. Uh, but the defense, I, t- I tell you what, the, the Giants defense have played a good scheme against uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, but the Dolphins... Dolphins, even though the Dolphins are set five and seven right now, the Dolphins defensively are playing on another level. And it all started with that Baltimore game when they went after they went after Lamar Jackson like a piece of raw, like dogs going after a piece of raw meat. You know, and, and they just be, they just beat up on Cam Newton and the Panthers. They had five sacks and three interceptions in that game and beat the Panthers by 23 points. Um I'm going to take the Dolphins at home. I didn't think I'd be picking the Dolphins much this season. I'm going to take the Dolphins at home against the Giants. It pains me to see the Dolphins playing the way that they are, given that I was excited to, to get a, a top five pick from them. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I, I was anticipating the Dolphins being one of the worst teams in the NFL. But, hey, this defense has turned it around. Like you said, they made Cam Newton look terrible last week. And in doing so, killed my fantasy team uh, as well. Uh, I'm going with the Dolphins this week. I don't like what I'm seeing from the Giants, and I think the Eagles shot themselves in the foot this past week more than the Giants went out there and won that game. So I'm going with the Dolphins this week. Next, we have the Colts at the Texans. The Colts are getting four points on the road in Houston. 
Only four points against Houston? Are you kidding Only me? Only four. <laughs> and the Texans just lost to the Jets. I understand the Texans beat the Titans last week. Then they turn around and lose to the Jets at home. Are you kidding me? And the Colts are only getting four points. If I was the Colts, I'd be ticked off. And, of course, the Colts are still stinging from that loss to the Buccaneers. Uh, Carson Wentz had a pretty good day. He had, you know, 306 yards passing against uh, uh, Tampa Bay, three touchdowns. But he threw two interceptions, two costly interceptions, and the Colts had five turnovers in the game. You can't turn the football over. I don't care who you're playing against. You can't turn the football over five times in a game and expect to win. But because they're playing the Texans, because they're ticked off, and they're they're six and six right now, but they're right behind the Titans. I mean, it's only they're only two games behind the Titans, and they could they could they could catch up to them. So I, the Colts they got to play some inspired football from this point on. Carson Wentz has to eliminate his mistakes. I think the Colts with the points go down there and get the W. Uh, speaking of mistakes, that is a mistake on my part. The Colts are nine-point favorites. That, ah, so, now that makes more, more sense. Sounds much yeah. more like it. Yeah, you're going to throw me for a loop, didn't you? Yeah, well, you, are you taking them with the nine points this week? I'm still taking them with the nine points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The Colts, I mean, the Texans, we, losing to the Jets at home, I mean, goodness. Uh, yeah, give me the Colts. There's not really much to think about here. Jonathan Taylor uh, is looking like he's, he's putting up uh, a case – for offensive player of the year, uh, can be the Colts. Uh, they're, they're better in, in every facet of the game than the Texans, so I'm taking the Colts here. Next, we have Washington at the Raiders. The Raiders are getting two and a half points in Las Vegas. I tell you what, Ron Rivera finally has that defense turned around. Even without the young stud, Chase Young, who's out for the season with an ACL injury, they won a hard-fought battle against Seattle. Uh, Washington is winning games. They're not winning the games pretty, but more importantly, they're winning games. And Taylor Heineke plays efficient football. He doesn't turn the ball over. And Washington is running the ball down people's throats. They're playing control, ball control football, and it's paying off for them. Now, are you ready for this? I'm going to take Washington to go into Vegas and pull off an upset here. Wow. I'm, just, I'm glad you didn't tease me there. I thought you were going to take the Raiders <laughs> in the last second. I'm going with the Raiders. I'm riding the wave. I don't know where this is going to take me. I, I'm a little bit worried. But, hey, let's let's go with, let's go keep riding with the Raiders. They got me the win last week in Dallas. Uh, I'm taking them here at home in Vegas. If this game was in Washington, I would be a little bit more hesitant. But... With it being in Vegas, I'm taking the Raiders. Next, we have the Jags at the Rams. The Rams are getting 13 points at home in Los Angeles. Hey, the Rams need to stop the bleeding in a hurry. They've lost three games in a row. That game against Green Bay, the final score was not indicative of how lopsided that game really was. You know, six, what is it, three straight games now that Matthew Stafford has thrown a pick six in a game? Three straight games. And the Rams are not playing like the Rams we thought they would. They got all this talent out there. You know, they lost Robert Woods uh, for the season. But you look at what the talent they have on defense, and they still gave up 36 points. You got Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and they still gave up 36 points to Green Bay. I don't care if it was in Green Bay. You gave up 36 points with that kind of defensive talent that you have across the board against the Rams. The Rams are reeling right now. They're two, what, two games behind uh, Arizona. Mm -hmm. uh, Rams got to stop the bleeding, and I think they put a Band-Aid on this one, stop the bleeding, and get the W against the Jaguar. I'm taking the Rams with the points. Yeah, and I got to say, this is more um, me picking the Rams because I know how badly they need this game. They need to win this game, and they need to blow out the Jaguars to get that confidence back. 
that they had early in the season with Cooper Cup running all over the field, get Odell Beckham uh, some good uh, some opportunities uh, early in the game, get him in rhythm, finally uh, get him uh, comfortable in this offense, and get Matt Stafford some easy plays uh, to get into rhythm early in the game. I'm going with the Rams. I think Sean McVay is going to do that for the for the team, and I think the Rams are going to win this by over 13 points. Next, we have the Ravens at the Steelers. The Ravens are getting four and a half points in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm surprised it's that low. I mean, the Steelers right now are a mess. They've lost two in a row. They got embarrassed by the Bengals. When have you ever heard of us? When was the last time you heard of a Steelers defense giving up 198 yards rushing, which they did uh, to the Bengals? Roethlisberger threw two interceptions. And when was the last time a Pittsburgh offense was held to 51 yards rushing? You know, they're known for two things, playing power football, running, and defending well. They did neither well against Cincinnati and got embarrassed in a big divisional game. The Ravens don't look that much better. You know, they're not playing dominant football like I thought they would be playing. They got by by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins against the Browns, a 16-10 ball game. Lamar Jackson has been struggling as well. But it's going to be this going to be one of those backyard, old-fashioned AFC North type games. But I'm going to take the Ravens into points in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Ravens. And man, that was a horrible game this past Sunday night. I mean, both teams looked like they were trying to lose the game. Lamar Jackson throwing four interceptions and some of those passes. I I was wondering where he was even looking. Uh, oh my it looked goodness! Like on one of the throws that apparently was intended to Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews was looking at the ball like he he was trying to almost avoid it, thinking it was going to somebody that was behind him. Um, but I trust Lamar Jackson to to uh, take a look at the film to adjust and fix the, uh, the things that he was making mistakes on on Sunday night. Uh, I trust him. He's an MVP-level quarterback. Uh, give me the Ravens here against the Steelers. This, like you said, the Steelers' run defense is not what it used to be. I mean, they're, they're, this isn't the Steelers that, I mean, I personally grew up watching uh, with Troy Palmalu going all over the field. Um, but, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm taking the Ravens here. This is going to be a tough game in Pittsburgh. It's going to be cold. But I, I like that Ravens run game, so let's take the Ravens there. Next, we have the Niners at the Seahawks. The Niners are getting three and a half points in Seattle. Well, I think Russell Wilson and that offense, is as loaded as that offense is, their defense has been a liability. I still don't think Russell Wilson's finger has fully recovered uh, from since he had that injury because uh, I watched the way he played that game recently. And man, he looked terrible throwing the football. The 49ers, man, I think they found their mojo. They're getting back to what they did a couple of years ago. Smash mouth football, running the football down people's throats and offense and playing nasty physical defense. Um, they're gonna go on the road, big NFC West divisional matchup, even though Seattle's three and eight. The Niners is six and five. Right now, the Niners are one of what is it? Three teams. They hold the number six seed right now in the playoffs in the NFC. And they're one of, oh, they're, they're six and five by themselves. So they're at the sixth seed right now. And I think, um, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan has got these guys playing some good football right now. I think the Niners get this one on the road. All right. This is my upset of the week. I'm going Whoa! with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks this week. And it's because Debo Samuel is injured this game. He's been playing amazing for the Niners. They've been using him all over the field. It, it looks like they finally fully unlocked his capability, putting him in the backfield, putting him out a wide receiver, using him in motion. I uh, love everything they've been doing with him. But he did get hurt last week, uh, and, and it's, he's not going to be playing this, this Sunday. I'm taking the Seahawks here, I think, being that this is a big divisional game. It's in Seattle. 
I think Russell Wilson and that offense wake up a little bit, and I think the Seahawks get the win. Next, we have the Broncos at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are getting nine and a half points in Kansas City on Sunday yeah, big, night. Yeah, big win for the Broncos coming uh, the way, coming to play the way they did against the Chargers and dominate the Chargers at home. But they're stepping up a level now in competition. If this game was in Denver, um, I, I, I might I might surprise you and take the Broncos in this game. But because it's in Kansas City, and it looks like Air, Air, uh, Andy Reid's team has finally gotten a wake-up call, the defense, which has been a sieve most of the season, has played very well the last two games. They've, they've reclaimed first place in the AFC West, and I, I think it's going to be a shootout in the, in the wild, wild West. But I think when the dust settles, I think the uh, the, the, the Chiefs, uh, right off into the sunset with an all-important win to maintain control of that division. Yeah, I think the Chiefs win this game, and I, I think they they blow them out. I think it's going to be um, – they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they're going to cover that. Uh, like I said early in the season, I think the uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago, the Chiefs are starting to find their groove. I think that we're, we're starting to see uh, the Chiefs of old um, – we need to see Patrick Mahomes obviously continue to take what the defense gives him instead of forcing it uh, on some of these deep throws that end up getting intercepted. Uh, but I think he's, he's been doing that. Having Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back healthy has been uh, a big help for them in their running game. So I'm taking the Chiefs here on Sunday night. Now to Monday, we have the Patriots at the Bills. What a great game. We have the Bills are, are getting two and a half points in Buffalo. This game is for first place in the AFC East. Right now, the Patriots have a half-game lead on Buffalo in that division. What a story the Patriots have become. They've won six in a row. But more importantly, they are 6-1 and one against AFC, oppon- uh, AFC opponents. Matt Jones has been playing phenomenal lately. Man, this kid might be the – right now, he's the best rookie quarterback of the 2021 class. No question about it. Whatever Belichick and, and Josh McDaniels did to this kid, man, they should bottle it up and sell it because it's been a – he really started taking off about four weeks ago. Buffalo, okay, so they beat they beat an inferior Saints team. They beat them up pretty bad. But Buffalo has not been playing consistent football like I thought they would at this point. Just a few weeks ago, they were in first place. Now they're looking up at the Patriots. Buffalo at home getting the two and a half points. I don't like this one that much. I wouldn't play this game at all. But I think the Patriots go in and get the win. I, I believe Patriots really? stay on the road. Yeah. I think the, pa- the Patriots defense has been playing nasty. I mean, some nasty football the last month. That defense is tightened up. They're wreaking, they're wreaking havoc against the opposing offenses. And I think they go in there and they, and they, they rattled Josh Allen and, and the Buffalo Bills. All right. Well, I got to say, I haven't liked what I've been seeing from the Bills over the last couple of weeks. I mean, that win on Thanksgiving in New Orleans was big. Uh, their offense started to look a little bit like it used to. Stephon Diggs uh, had some amazing routes and, he, and they were able to, him and Josh Allen were able to connect. Um, but I, th- I think I'm taking the Bills here, even though losing Tredavious White for the season is a huge, huge. hit. Huge. A huge hit to this Bills defense. But I think they're going to rally around around that. And I think the Bills get the win this week against the Patriots. The Patriots have been playing great, but the Bills are the best team that they're going to have faced in the last... Uh, since, since their win streak, this is yep. going to be the toughest game for the Patriots. In Buffalo on a Monday night, I think the, I think the Bills, they're a little bit more used to that spotlight uh, than this, this version of the Patriots uh, is so I think the Bills are going to be able to handle business at home. And now 
to my my disappointing Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles are going to New York to play the Jets. The Eagles are getting six and a half points in New York. Wow, you talk about laying an egg in a game that the Giants did everything they could to give the Eagles that game. Um, and the Eagles refused to take it. Jalen Hurts, by far, had his worst game of the season. Some of his throws, I don't know where the heck he was throwing. And then that last throw, he threw down the middle to Jalen Rager. When you look at the tape, you had Devontae Smith on a crossing route who was open down the far sideline. If Jalen Hurts had just looked to his left this one time and caught Devontae Smith as he curled up and started heading straight down, down the field, game would have been over Eagles we wouldn't even be talking about Eagles loss right now we wouldn't even be talking about the, the deficiencies in Jalen Hurts game we wouldn't even be talking about what Nick Sirianni calling the game the way he did even though they ran the ball 33 times the Jets are a hard team to figure out you look at the Jets uh three wins this season they've had some quality wins you know they've had they've had a couple of quality wins now you say they just beat a, a, a poor Texas team but this was the same Texas team that went on the road and beat Tennessee in Tennessee's backyard. Uh, so the Texans were riding sky high coming off that win. They go home and, and have a meltdown. Uh, this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. Now, who's quarterbacking them? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Mike White? Is it Joe Flacco? I doubt if it's Joe Flacco. <laughs> but if it's Mike White, Zach Wilson, um, I think it's going to be a good competitive game. If I were the Jets, I would duplicate the defensive game plan that the Giants implemented in terms of, if you look what the Giants did to Jalen Hurst, they were committed to keeping him in the pocket, and he I don't think he threw all that well from the pocket. He, you know, he didn't look all that comfortable from the pocket. And he's got to use his legs. And by the way, he's playing on a gimpy ankle this week. He says he's going to play, but his ankle is gimpy. Uh, Jason Kelsey's going to play, and he's banged up a little bit as well. Uh, the Eagles, bye week is coming up after this game. They want to get to the bye feeling good about themselves. I think they'll get this game with the points. Oh, wow. All that to, to pick the Eagles with the points. Yeah. I'm, I'm also taking the Eagles with the points. But, man, I got to say, and, and after last week, I I can't watch any more Jalen Rager, man. <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> it's killing me. I mean, not once, but two passes. For two perfect that. passes for touchdowns. And yep. the last four plays of that game, just brutal i mean i don't know what it is about this team uh over the last five years with just heartbreaking drops that are just like inexplicable i mean jalen rager yeah there were defenders behind him on that that last one in the end zone but there's nothing between him and that ball that there's not nobody's hitting him as he's making the as he should be making the catch just right through the hands into the face mask i i just couldn't believe what i was watching i'm like and, and people make the Aguilar comparison. I'm like, man, at least Nelson Aguilar gave us a great season and the Super Bowl run. I mean, he didn't drop two. He never dropped two passes to, to end the game. I mean, I, one is bad enough. Two, uh, uh, I I can't do it anymore, man. It, it, it was a terrible pick. Uh, last year, we knew Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry, I'm going on a rant here a little bit about the Eagles. But you had you could have had Justin Jefferson. That's 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 what hurts so much. Yeah. And if just it's just thinking about having Justin Jefferson and Devonte Smith just makes it hurt so much more. All that being said, I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs> this, this is the toxic relationship that Eagles fans have uh, with their football team. Give it, give me the Eagles with the points. 
Uh, I, the Jets, I mean, thank God we're playing the Jets this week. I, I, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't like Washington this week or something that gets their shot at the Eagles while they're down. Um, we need a good pick-me-up going into uh, going into the uh, the bye week. Yeah, give me the Eagles. <laughs> I, I don't know with this team anymore. <laughs> just, just be careful. Oh, by the way, Miles Sanders is also nicked up. We don't know if he's going to play yeah. Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so that, that's a big, that's big. That? Have you heard any update on Jordan Howard? Uh, no, Jordan Howard's day-to-day also. So that's two running backs that are nicked up. So this makes the game a little bit more interesting now. And the Jets say, hey, the Jets got to be saying, hey, if the Giants can do it, why can't we? You yeah. know, their, their quarterbacks are no worse than Daniel Jones. The only <laughs> thing Daniel Jones has on them is Daniel Jones can run. He can tuck and run. Yeah, but, you know, and- outside of that, um, sky's the limit. We've seen too many games, too many shockers this season just to say this is an automatic W for the Eagles. The Eagles are not good enough to overlook anybody. And as we found out, the Eagles are not good enough to play a bad football game and still win. There are some teams that can play a bad football game and come out win, like Baltimore did. The Eagles are not that caliber of a team. So the Eagles better be on their P's and Q's for this game. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Jordan Howard is by any means a better running back than Miles Sanders, but it really looked like they needed somebody that could just get them three, four yards on any given down just uh, just an easy, um, positive play, uh, especially when it goes down to the red zone. Um, having having a Jordan Howard in your backfield just kind of uh, gives a level of security to your offense. Um, they He was missed this past week. Well, that is going to wrap up this latest edition of Jumping the Gun, powered by Patterson Square Garden. Our week number 13 picks are in. Next week, we'll be back to find out who did what. And hopefully, from my perspective, I will dominate the wins once again to win two consecutive weeks in a row. So until next time, for my man, Daniel, I'm D-Gun. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.